I built my financial comeback. Like after I lost my trucking companies, I had to go sell cars. I went to the top 1% of the, I hated selling cars, but I had to do something to feed my kid. I went to the top 1% in less than a year. Then I created a, a digital program showing people exactly how I did that. And then I created another program. And as I was selling these things out and rebuilding this business, knowing I'm an entrepreneur, those people are buying my stuff said, Hey, I want to know how you did all this so quickly. How did you overcome all these obstacles? So then I put together the path and the framework that created this thing. Welcome to the King's Code Podcast. Welcome to the King's Code Podcast. Today we have... Uh, we have not just uh, a, a market or a businessman. We have a man that is making a difference, a man that has a vision, a man that is a category king in his industry. So I want you to welcome Mark Jennison into the podcast. Two claps. Two claps. Next level. Mark, Rubble, welcome to the podcast, you, man. I'm, super excited. I'm super excited to be here, man. I appreciate you. This is going to be fun. Yeah, man. So you know, we follow each other through uh, social media because I see your ads. You know, that I'm a comeback ad, and and uh, and I asked my team. My team actually brought your to my attention your ads, and uh, man, I, I, when I saw it, like, fuck, man, this is what the market needs. Somebody who's who's talking about the shit that matters because a, a lot of the programs out there, a lot of the coaching programs, they're very generic. You know, I, I call them the cookie cutter approach, right? What works for everyone, but I think that we're in an era right now that what works for everyone doesn't work for everyone. You know, I, I, and you look at all this. This programs out there and this seminars, man, they're just selling the generic approach. So when I get into introduce to somebody like you that it has a niche, I'm always intrigued to see how you found that niche and what are you doing to carve that category king of the mountain to be able to produce what you're producing. So before we get started on that, brother, just give us a little bit of your of your story. How did you how did you end up where you are right now and with your brand? A lot, a lot of failure right? A lot of failure. As a matter of fact, even break down the word, I am a comeback. It's a statement of power. It's a belief. It's an identity, right? It was something that I had to go through. You said, you just nailed something, a cookie cutter. I'm just going to go off on a tangent real quick, a cookie cutter approach, right? These people, you can be a coach and, and there's 25, there's nothing wrong with them wanting to be coaches, right? But they have no real life shit. Mm. They haven't really hit any problems, any struggle, any, any adversity. And, and I, I don't wish that upon everybody else, but my, my brother, I've been carved from the fucking pits of hell. Right. If I went in, we'd talk about the story, literally not wanted by my parents as a kid, homeless at 14. My mom didn't want me. My dad didn't like didn't like me. I lost two multi-million dollar business, hundreds, hundred million dollar businesses when I was 27. I drank 50 to 60 drinks a day. I snorted cocaine all day long. I took handfuls of pills to go to sleep. I lost my kid after seven uh, major relapses, divorced after 30 days. One time I used heroin, the, the first time I used heroin, my um, one of my best friends died and they're trying to pin a murder on me. The reason mm. that I am different is not because I'm a marketer. It's because I am authentic mm. because I tell the fucking truth. I'm willing to say the things that nobody wants to say. You That's know, and, and, and when, I, when I hear the stories like that, Mark, it just it, it brings to my attention when, when when people are listening to this. There's two types of people right now, and especially right now, especially in this podcast. Somebody's gonna say, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you bringing this guy on? Like, what you know? What's the value we could that we could we could get from this guy?" But I want you to understand that the truth is what's gonna create an impact. It's not marketing; it's the truth. You know, when I started putting Facebook marketing out there before and, and my videos, I started going through my transformation, Mark. I started like going through my process on on Facebook, right? 
And a lot of my clients in real estate, they're like, bro, what, why are you putting this shit out there? Why are you, are you airing your dirty laundry, right? Well, what I found out is that people want to relate with people who have had struggles in the past as opposed to have a perfect life, you know? So right now as I'm hearing this, man, you have fucking failure after failure after failure. So, so what happened that you said enough? Like what was that, that, that moment they said, fuck man, this is not gonna be my story. This is not gonna be my legacy. Like there's something happened when you had to say, fuck man, like I, I, I gotta change this. You know, I gotta, I gotta come back because this is not who I am. I mean, there was, there was literally thousands of times that I said, I'm gonna fix it, I'm gonna fix it, I'm gonna fix it, only to fall on my face again over and over and over repeatedly. The final straw that broke the camel's back was when my son was taken from me. I did a, I did a 28 day stint in rehab, right? And I got out and then I relapsed in six hours. And then my son was was taken from me mm. and I didn't get to see him for five months. I went on the worst nine day bender of my life. I was going to write the rights off to my son. I was going to give up on myself. I was going to give up on everything. I thought that was the right thing to do. Then I heard this voice called a God, called the universe, called spirits, whatever you want it to be. Right. Maybe it's just me because I was crazy from what I'd done. But it said, are you ready to listen to me now? Mm. I audibly answered this thing. I stood up. I went back home to Wisconsin because I was in Florida and I took my life back. I want to answer one other question that you said. Something are going to come on. And they're going to say, how do I get value from this guy? How, how does like, dude, the, the truth is the value is in yourself. It is in telling the truth. It is in telling a story every day in, in the quest of greatness to have it all for yourself. What truth do they want to hear? Do they want to hear that I helped a guy last year take his net worth or se selling his business for $125 million, work with me for 18 months and he sold it for $500 million? Like I got, I got validity to back it up. So whatever the truth is that they're going to get out of this, there's only one thing they need to do. And that is to look in the mirror and stop fucking lying. Cause the reality is nobody's life is perfect. Nobody's coming to save you. And that's exactly what I had to do for myself. So you ask what that moment is. When did I decide to do it? Well, I couldn't see my son for five months and it was taken away. I needed to come back. Enough was enough, right? Nothing was working. Divorce, failure, bankruptcy, owe the IRS money, right? I made millions and millions and millions of dollars up to this point. And I was finding myself at the bottom, just looking at, looking into the mirror, contemplating suicide, depressed. And I stood up one more time. And if I fall today, I've now got a framework, which is what I coach and what I help people with to, to help me. And the truth is there's, there's been 10,000 people that have purchased, bought, went through one of my programs to some way, shape, form or fashion, right? It's much larger than me now. Yeah. So anyways, to answer your story, so, so, bro, the, the yeah, moment, so, well, so let's go, let's go back. Let's go back and see like, so what, what was the pattern that you found yourself like that caused multiple failures? Because I'm, I'm always fascinated to see if, what are the patterns, right? Like for me, when I, when I was drinking every single day, it wasn't because I was failing. I started drinking every single day, Mark, when I had money in the bank, when I had a successful business, <laughs> when I had everything, yeah. you know, that people were looking, looking for. And I think, it's easy to justify drinking. It's easy to justify doing drugs and all this shit when you don't have nothing, right? When you're broke, when you don't have no money, when you're like, okay, that's, okay, of course he's gonna do that because he's depressed, right? I'm fascinated to see like what people, why people go into that path of darkness, of self-destruction when they actually have a business that's profitable. We actually have a wife and family that loves them. So did you find the pattern of what, what was the sabotage? What was it that what was sabotaging your business and your marriage and, and your life? Well, I hated myself. Mm. 
right? It didn't matter how much money I could make. The truth is guys like me, guys like you, guys like people I help probably in your program and my program, we can make money shining shoes. It is not that hard to make money if you really want to break it down. It's just taking action and working every day. But my pattern was real simple. I hated the man looking back at me in the mirror. So I was running and hiding. But at the same time, as I was having the nice cars and the 8,000 square foot house and all these cool things that I had going on in my life, like you said, I was the, the pattern wasn't necessarily that life was bad. It was really, really good. And then when things are really, really good, when you're not fully equipped to handle the pressure, right? Because you're not giving yourself everything, you're drinking, you're drinking, you're falling in the silico like um in the insanic loop of alcohol-induced insanity or stress insanity or whatever's going on, right? You find yourself going, What if this fails? And if I keep this thing going, even when it's really, really good, right? What if this fails? Only to manifest the failure yourself. That was my cycle. Yeah. It, it literally happened over and over and over and everything I did. And it was transmuted, but it wasn't just, it wasn't just in the business. It was in my relationships. It was in my friendships. It was in my parenting. It was in the gym. Right. And what I find is this, there's three reasons why guys mess up their life, right. Or drink or do drugs or cheat on their wives or blow up their businesses. Right. There's a habit or routine that they build that works so successful for them that it eventually starts kicking their ass. Like, congratulations. You did that. You created that. They don't want to own it, but that's the reality. Two, there's some deep-rooted stuff down in there. For me, it was anger. I was angry at my dad. I was angry at the stuff, right? I, I drilled in to figure that out. Or number three, people just like the thrill. Yeah. So yeah. if you go back to that pattern, right? There's a thrill of being successful. There's a thrill of being looked at. There's a thrill of being, being the man, right? And when you don't fucking really focus in on that and you realize that it can be taken anyway, that's how you find yourself in a pattern of slipping. At least it was for me. It was never yeah. one approach. It was over and over and over different things. And I, and I call it being addicted to the battle. You know, my, my wife and I, we just, we took our kids to the Bahamas, uh, at uh, the Bahamar uh, last week, right? And um, mm -hmm. it has, has the biggest casino in, in the Caribbean. Um, we, we, we have to go to our room. We have to pass the casino because they strategically put the casino in the middle of it. So actually you go in there and you're tempted to, to, to gamble, right? So my son and I were talking, he's 16 years old, and we're passing the high roller table, right? So I go to the lady and said, you know, I ask, you know, how much you have to bet for the high roller? It's like minimum $1,000 a table. And that's, that's a minimum bet. So I saw a guy come out and, um, and he had a bunch of chips, right? A bunch of like, you know, $1,000 chips. He probably made $100,000 in, in a bet. But he, um, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. He won the money, he wasn't happy. Then later on, we saw the same guy and he probably lost everything and he was thrilled that he was playing the game because most of us, we're happy when we're down. <laughs> like we're, we're happy when, when we're gambling, like we put everything on, on black or everything on red, right? And, and we, we see the roulette and the ball rolling. That's the, that's the thrill. That's the, uh, that's the thrill of the battle, right? Now, how do you rewire yourself not to fall in love with a thrill and just be, being happy with the, with the opportunity to play the game? being happy with the so, opportunity to, to be in the hunt, the opportunity to be in the battlefield. Like, did, did you find yourself like that, that, that opportunity to say, fuck man, I don't have to burn the shit to the ground. I have to just enjoy the process. Yeah, it took me getting, it took me hundreds of millions of dollars and a ton of failure to figure that out, right? Um, but there's always some comfort in the chaos. And I think there's a reason to that for high achieving driven men like yourself, like myself and like you listeners, right? we also find comfort and solace in knowing that our backs can be into the, against the corner and we can come out stronger than we were. Yeah. It's like this game. It's this sick game that we play with ourselves. So inside of me, like the real core confidence of probably yourself in you is like, dude, I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to be okay. Right. So you're not afraid to have this build and burn mentality. So I literally had a conversation with one of my marketing guys yesterday talking about this and said, 
even if this thing burns to the ground right now, if I decide to switch gears, stop it, like it's all okay. I'm the master of my creation, right? To, to do this thing. And I know that when I say master of creation, I was the one that was mastering the downfalls and the uprisings. Mm. And I needed to understand that to find myself in a place of gratitude that not everybody has the abilities that we do, right? Not everybody, you, you, we talked about a little bit ago, but like the average people out there that are, that are doing, they don't have this skill set. They don't have this desire. They don't have that drive and comparisons of thieves. So it's not that I'm comparing against them. I'm comparing myself against who I used to be. And when I find myself doing that, I stop focusing on the future. Right. So when, when I what I'm telling you in all of this is that the future for me was the one thing that could pull me over and over and over and being conscious of where I'm at, but really learning how to master the gratitude of being alive right now today. And I think that's the challenge that we all have, Mark, and, and something that I've I've struggled at the beginning um, was my identity. Right. If I'm not this real estate guy, if I'm not, you know, this guy who's who's making money, same thing, you know, similar to what your story is, what do we burn to the ground is we make our identity based on our business, especially for men. That's an identity, right? If I fail in my business, then I'm a failure as a man, right? And now, I, same thing with, with marriage. If I fail in marriage, then I'm a failure. How did you overcome that mentality? Like, fuck, my business is not my fucking identity. My marriage is not my identity. It's, 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 it's a part of who I am, but I need to create my own identity based on the process. So in order to do that, that's a great question, man. Um, for me, it was real simple, right? So my wife and my relationship I have now, she's, she's my new wife. Um, she's a fuck, she's amazing. Everything we do is great. I love her beyond belief. When it came in that relationship, like the day that we started together, I made a commitment to myself to never, ever, to never hurt her, which is very hard to do. Right. And I've kept that promise because I was a habitual cheater too. In every other relationship that I ever had, I'll make money. I will be, I'm the man. Right. And what goes with that money, power drinks, you know, it's just, it goes hand in hand. So what I had to do, though, when I really was looking for my identity to understand that my life is greater than just I am a comeback or just the trucking company or just the, the sales and marketing company that I built or just the tanning salons that I built or whatever, whatever these things that I built. Right. That was just who that was part of who I am. That was just actions that I could take. The outcome didn't really matter. Just where I want to put my energy. There was three questions that I really had to get down to the core of. Who am I as a powerful man? What do I want with this power and why do I want it? Right. It sounds very, very in, like easy to answer, but I'm not talking about a surface level answer. I'm talking about going deep and understanding at the core what makes me tick. What's my DNA? What's my standards? What drives me? At the end of the day, what is my legacy that I created above and beyond how much money I make, how many friends I have? Like, what do I stand for? Yeah. Because if you stand for nothing, you fail for everything. But, but I think that's the, that's the biggest challenge that, that we have, Mark, is, is really focusing on. I always say the battle that we have is not the battle of the outside, it's the battle on the inside. It's the breakthrough. Is is between the man that you are right now and the man that you were destined to be, right? And and as a, as a man that um, you know that I, ha I have a young son, like what drives me is to help him see what's possible. Right? How how old is your son? He's twelve. He's twelve. So I I I could easily definitely relate to what you went through because my son was my catalyst as well. My kids were my catalyst. When I was in my tunnel, what I call the tunnel, and, and my book explained that we all go, it seems like you went through a tunnel, right? The tunnel becomes, becomes a rite of passage, right? You either make it through the tunnel and you find your edge, you find your comeback, you find that, that mentality that's gonna get you through and become the king, or you fucking die in the tunnel. And the tunnel becomes your permanent home, right? So now you use that pain that you had of, of not having your son as fucking fuel, right? So now you don't have that pain. How do you, how do you keep using that pain 
of fuel. Like now you're succeeding in your business. Now you have a purpose because now you start using your 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 your, your failures as a way to impact people. Because I, I truly believe that that's what coaching is. Coaching is not making shit up and of, of, of where you think people need to go. It's coaching is, hey, I went through this shit. Let me show you how it came out of this shit so I could help you not make the same mistakes that I did. Or if you're making the same mistakes, let me help you create a framework that helped me. So what what drives you now? What what gets you to put that fire and that fuel in your ass every single day when you don't have to? So it's that's a great question again, because literally yesterday I made a whole new landing page. So we're, we're going to go to market with, I'm a comeback. If you were to look it up right now online, it's it got pigeonholed into like this alcohol only type concept when the reality is alcohol is a marketing hook, right? Mm. I, I, alcohol is just part of what I did. I had fun. I'd explain to you financial comebacks, all these fucking bad things I have. My tunnel, my tunnel was a little bit darker than a tunnel or much longer than a tunnel. It was like from the time I was born to the, till I turned 35 years old. But the reality is this, the future is what I wanted. Okay. Mm. So I focus and I'm going to say this again, what drives me every day is to understand that there's still like, I haven't even scratched my potential. There's dudes doing way more than me. I mean, hell, look at me. I'm on a Zoom in my my office with shipping and receiving. You got a great podcast. I could have the same, I could do the same thing. I could build the same thing, but I'm so focused on like, I'm going to get done and I'm going to go mail out hats right now, right? I'm going to mail out hats for my merchandise company. And the reason I do it is because the drive is in the journey. The future is in the journey. Of course, I got things like, I can't wait till my kids are old enough and it's just my wife and I, cause she's 11 years younger than me. And I'm chasing around a beach naked somewhere on our beach, our front house. Right? Like that's what I want. So the drive is it's to understand that in the journey to have it all lifestyle means that you're never done. And now a lot of dudes are looking to, to get to an end that they don't realize that they think they want the end, but they don't even really want the end. My end is, is hopefully going to live on after I die. Right. Hopefully this podcast goes forever. Hopefully your, hopefully your story keeps being written. And like when you die and I die, it's in the lights. Like these dudes were some badass leaders, thought leaders. They changed the world. That's what drives me. Yeah. Legacy brother. Fucking legacy. And, and I think yep. that's, that's where men are missing right now. It's fucking legacy. And that's why like I made a commitment this year, Mark is to, is to be around men that are creating legacies. And I, I truly believe that, listen, there's not enough men doing the shit that we're doing. You know, when people say, well, what, you know, is there a competition? There's no fucking competition. Why? Because we are individuals. Your story, similar to my story, but we have our own way of sharing the story that we're not competing with each other. We're contributing to the level of consciousness. So how did you carve, so we, we, as a marketer, now, you know, before the, the podcast, you're telling me, man, you have like 2,000 clients, you're doing all this shit, man. How did you decide to carve your category king in this mountain. I said, fuck, I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not like this guy. I'm not like these other guys. Like, how did you decide at that moment? Because I, the biggest challenge for me was I didn't want to be a coach. Like I, I looked at everybody who's coaching was more like they failed in business. So they became coaches, right? I had a successful business. So I didn't want to have that stigma. At least that was my own story. That was my own shit I had to deal with, right? But how did you overcome, uh, overcame that, that pigeonhole being in, in, in one category and said, fuck, I'm going to fucking carve this category. I'm going to conquer this mountain. And I'm going to go and conquer another mountain. So I didn't want to be a coach either. It's interesting that you said that I didn't, my comeback didn't, I didn't create, I'm a comeback and say, here, follow this path. Right. I went almost three years before I even took a dollar for coaching somebody on how to do this. I had to prove a concept to myself. Mm. And what happened was the world started asking me for this shit, donning mm. me as the comeback kid. I was sharing, all I was doing was sharing my story because it made me feel good. I put that out there and it started attracting people. But the reality is this, Raul, the, I built my financial comeback 
like after I lost my trucking companies, I had to go sell cars. I went to the top 1% of the, I hated selling cars, but I had to do something to feed my kid. I went to the top 1% in less than a year. Then I created a, a digital program showing people exactly how I did that. And then I created another program. And as I was selling these things out and rebuilding this business, knowing I'm an entrepreneur, those people are buying my stuff said, Hey, I want to know how you did all this so quickly. How did you overcome all these obstacles? So then I put together the path and the framework that created this thing. But the reality for me was, was real simple. When I decided what, cause I could go anything. I could go business coaching. I could go relationship coaching. I could go whatever, whatever I want. I chose to go with truth coaching. Mm. Everything that I do, I can't tell your story, but I can tell my story. Right. And what happens when I tell my story and I tell the truth and I do not waver from that truth and I don't try to be anybody else besides me. And I just stay in my lane, like you said, because I'm not Tony Robbins. Right. I'm not I'm not you. I'm not Garrett White. I'm I'm not Sean Whalen. I'm not these guys, even though I know all these people. I just stay in my lane. I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane. I keep fucking cutting through it. And what happened was a category open. You call it. We know it's uh, as a blue ocean. Right. We know that in, in marketing terms because nobody went to the world and told them what I said, which is this. You're not powerless. You're not weak. And you don't have disease. You're making some poor, some poor fucking choice choices. And if you're making those choices then I can help you, if you're that guy that thinks you're weak and powerless, go to AA, go to NA, go to suburb recovery, do what you need to do. But for those of you guys who want to be empowered and fucking lead from the front, let's go this way. Here's how I did it. Right. Man. I took a stand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what, um, you know, what I hear from your marketing is taking a stand for, for people who believe they're addicts and the addiction is, 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 sabotaging the business. I truly believe every single one of us, we're addicts. <laughs> we're addicts in some way. Yes, <laughs> it's just yes. the, the addiction is either alcohol, drugs, or your addiction is to make, make an impact. I chose to turn my addiction into a, a, an impact tool I, because I am, I am fucking obsessed. I am, I, we're not the same fucking average people. Like we have to stop putting that stigma to people who have an addictive personality and said, hey, you okay, that's who you are, right? That's who you are. Okay, I'm sorry that, that, that that's a disease. I believe every single one of us, we have fucking choices. You either choose to be an addict to create an impact or you choose to be an addict to deal with your problems and focus on your problems. So give us a framework, Mark. How do you help the guy who's, who's drinking every single day and, uh, and he thinks in his mind that it's not a problem uh, and he thinks that he could handle it, but he knows in, in, in the past that shit has, has cost him his family, cost him his business, but he's, he's not willing to do something about it. Have you had those cases that, that you have to fucking shake him up on and say, hey, listen, this, how do you find the fucking truth when you're trying to be, when you're, you, when you're blind to the truth? Absolutely. So we, we've had quite a few of those cases. Here's what I promote inside the comeback. Remember, it's not just about alcohol. It's about life. It's about the comeback. Like I said, the world's most powerful um, men's lifestyle turning their darkest struggles into their greatest strengths to have it all, right? That's what it is. So when they, what I need them to do first out of the gate is understand alcohol is not the problem, it's the solution. And mm -hmm. it's, we need to find out what the solution is. So we make a quick pivot fast to find out what's gone. It could be alcohol, it could be food, it could be cigarettes, it could be sex, it could be pornography, it could be work, right? It could be the new $18 yeah. million dollar house that you bought, you're obsessed with, that your wife never came to, and she won't fuck you because you care more about the house than you care about her. Right. Like it could be whatever you want it to be. So what I do is I make a quick pivot to get them to understand that they need to take control and talk about a choice. Right. It's control, control of your thoughts, your emotions and your actions over your life every single day. And we do that through a framework known as the comeback seven faith 
finances, family, fitness, future, freedom, and foundation. What I did inside of those things, I teach you how to stack, track, measure, and win them every day so that you can get quantifiable results like a KPI, right? Like our businesses, a P&L sheet. You can see if you're winning and you're not winning. That's really the core of what I do. And then there's a bunch of other shit that we do talking about mindset and every single comeback thing that we do. But the reality is this. It doesn't matter if you're coaching uh, somebody who's drinking or somebody that in real estate or whatever, you need them to understand that they are in control of themselves and, 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 and to take extreme ownership right out of the gate for whatever good, bad, ugly, or indifference becoming in their life. And I have a way of being able to get with my words and pierce with my tongue to be able to really dive into their soul because of what I've been able to overcome. And we go back to that marketing and creating out this category. I created a, a category of winners. This breathes fire by me just being me and not mm. giving a fuck about anything else. So, so you think that most of the work that you do is breakthrough, like helping them break through that that uh, that limited belief of of being a victim to the circumstances? I think I think a huge amount is breakthrough. I think what I really do, the truth is, all my clients should be upset with me, right? Because here's why: I I show them that whatever problem they think is the problem, I open up the floodgates to all the real problems, right? So the reality is that all I do is introduce them to a framework that fixes this for them to really get with what's going on. Mm. And when I do that for them, so I actually open up the gateway, unlock the steel cage mind door if you want, and I show them here's the way that we get out of this. But breakthrough for sure at first, and then discipline. Mm. Discipline always matters, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like that's really what matters. People say, man, Mark, I want your energy. I want, I want your drive. It's like, get up like this. I'm fucking mm. fired up every day. But you don't really want that. That you don't want that. You want the discipline because the days that that I don't, I must, and that's what we really do. Great breakthrough, and then understand this track and figure out how to measure it. I yeah. simplify processes. There's three words that in my life they reign over me: simplify, serve, and experience. Mm. For everything I do, solid man, fucking solid man. I think that you know you you and I are very similar into what we do, but I, I believe breakthrough is like the the main thing that that gets people to change. If they don't have a breakthrough, you know, they could fucking, they could spend years. Because that was me. I was consuming information. I was going to fucking seminars. I was reading books. I was doing all this shit. But still, I wasn't breaking through. So, so one of the main things that I, that I believe right now the, the market is yearning for is a fucking breakthrough that just goes through their, their souls. And I love what you said about, you know, faith. I think that a lot of us, we, we look at church and faith as, as okay, I'm going to be saved, you know, through faith. But what the fuck are you doing to actually, you know, earn? Not necessarily you have to earn to be saved, but earn the right to fucking create an impact. Because, you know, listen, I was in church for 20 plus years, right? And, and yeah. 20 plus years, when I was in my darkest place, you know, I, I didn't feel connected with God, right? It was when I came out of that victim mentality of expecting somebody to save me, I realized that, listen, Jesus already have saved he already paid the price. Why are we asking him to pay the price every single time? He already paid the price. Over and over and over and over <laughs> yeah. multiple times a day. It's, it's time for me to fucking do something about it. It's time for me to pay my own price, right? So how do you help them overcome and help them see that faith is crucial for the comeback? Faith is crucial. So I, there's two things I want to, <coughs> excuse me, two things I want to touch base on. Who's winning at the, I don't know if you still go to church or not, but if you walk into church, the guys that are winning are the guys that are taking more action. And you think about, so I think about a guy at my church. He owns, I think like 43. He's the dealership that I used to work for. He started with a standalone dealership. He's now owns 43 or 47 dealerships. He owns the internet company. He just owns everything. He's a billionaire, right? Like he kicks ass. He did a great job building his business. He helped me. He's the guy who put me in rehab. But when you watch him take action, it's more than anybody else. When it comes down time to worship, even he's got his high, hands the loudest, 
He's screaming the loudest. He's giving it to God the loudest. On the way out, he's calling the most phone calls, right? He takes action and gives it to God or gives it to the universal spirits or whatever it is that they believe in. But faith alone doesn't necessarily just mean you should give it all to God. Faith in my, the way that I teach it means believing in something you can't see. Like you and I, like I believe in Jesus. I believe in these things, right? But I've never truly seen them with my own eyes. Therefore, I can believe. And for a minute, what I try to get the guys to do to make their breakthroughs happen quick is for them to consider the possibilities of the belief in themselves that they can do it. Mm-hmm. And this is, we're talking about some big, we're talking about guys who, who have hundreds of millions of dollars that come to me and they've done these big giant wins or guys that just started their first business. It's still at the core principles of who they are. They can't seem to believe in themselves, mm-hmm. right? I don't know why that piece is missing so much. And we know, I do know why. It's trauma from when they're kids. It's it's lack of self-development. It's not trusting the process of, of life and being scared and all this stuff going on. So when you look at faith, why I put it first was, because I did when I built my own comeback. I went to church. I prayed. I journaled. I, I do everything you need to do. But I needed to look in the mirror and believe in the guy looking back at me. And if I could do that, then I could start the rest of the process. You know, you know Mark, I have, a, I have a process that I take myself every single day. Uh, and I, I call it my daily ritual. And in my daily ritual, uh, is something that I've I learned you know, from my, my experiences through, through India, meditation, doing a lot of breakthrough shit. And the, the bottom line is I visualize myself dying. Like that, that I take it to the, to, to the place where like I'm dead, right? And whatever I did the day before yesterday, or, or, or you know, as, as you know, every morning I take myself through this process, I give myself the permission to be reborn that same day and only choose to bring the gifts and learn from my mistakes. You know, when you said, why do people have the self-belief? Because we, we are playing the same fucking movie over and over again. But guess what movie we're playing? We're not playing the games that we're winning. We're playing our failures. <laughs> so of course the guy who made $100 million doesn't feel like he's, he's enough. Why? Because he's only re- living in his mind the failures, the shit that didn't take him to $200 million or a billion dollars. So that's why I truly believe that we have to fucking die every single day to be able to be reborn as a higher version of ourselves and give ourselves the permission to fucking let go. Because that's, you know, when I started letting go uh, is when the game started to change. I'm not the same motherfucker I was yesterday. I'm not the same man I'm going to be tomorrow. But today, I have 24 hours to make a difference. What I do in the next 24 hours, it's going to matter. And if I could extract 1% better from yesterday, fucking I'm winning. You know, create a game that is that is winnable. A lot of a lot of men are playing a game that is impossible to fucking win. So what's what's the right. game? That, what's the process similar to, to to what I have? What's the process that you have that actually gets you to fucking you know win every single day? Do you have a daily process? Do you have a daily ritual? Do you have something that that gets you oh, to yeah. that place? I I spend like from five a.m. So I don't even take my first like I told you I don't have an assistant or any of that stuff. I don't take my first stuff till ten o'clock, right? So from five to ten is my time. I spend five hours every morning unpacking the shit, come back story stacks, uh, stacking my ass, uh, writing down my goals, sometimes making love to my wife if that's what needs to be, making sure I'm present for my kids, like doing whatever the fuck I need to do in those five hours. And then I give that to me. I give that to her. I give that to the to the commitment to me. And then, bam, I go and I go to work the rest of the day with an open mind, a clear mind, and a conscious. I want to go back to what you said about that. You're talking about like having to un- unpack stuff and let go of stuff. I have a saying in the comeback, right? If I'm fucking digging a hole, I'm putting it, I'm digging the stuff out. I'm getting rid of that story. I'm taking the dirt. I'm taking the shit. I'm letting it go. I'm putting it in a pile, right? I'm sure you've dug a hole before. The reason I'm putting it on the pile is not because I'm trying to go lower because I want to stand on it to see higher. 
Mm. I want to see over that fucking fence of what's possible. I want to see over that, that future. I want to create and cast that vision that I can touch. I can feel, I can taste, I can smell. Right. So back to my, back to my process, everything that I do in the morning is designed with a definitive outcome in mind to put me right there to be able to create that future every day. And it's through, it's like a five hour process. doesn't mean I'm like doing it every day, the whole time. I just block that for me. Cause then I, I need that. Right. I need that. Solid. But listen, I'm going to add something to my rituals, having sex with my wife. I'm gonna tell her. Listen, yeah, that's that. that's a new ritual every every morning. I need to have sex in order for me to be clear. She's gonna love it when she listens to this podcast <laughs> and hears me telling telling people about that. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> bro. Listen, man, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you, man. I love your energy. I love what you stand for, man. I don't think we have enough men doing this type of work out there. And uh, I want to encourage. I want to encourage my audience. Like, if you have a fucking vision, if you have a passion, it doesn't matter where you've been. You can always fucking come back. Like, don't let your fucking past determine who the fuck you are. You're not your business. You're not even your failures, man. Use the fucking failures. Use your past. Use your experiences to be able to create an impact because that's the shit that we do. That's what King's Code, that's what Kings stand for. The King's Code is about finding your own code, finding the, that, that purpose, that vision that you have in order for you to create a legacy in this world. Thank you, brother. Last words. What are the last words for, for, for the audience? And the last thing I want to say to each and every one of them, you and yourself included, is, man, the greatest gift, the greatest power that we possess, the ability to choose. I hope you choose to win today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your life, man. That is it. Awesome. Choose. Choose, motherfucker. Choose. Do something. <laughs> and fucking choose. Love it, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate Thanks, you. Bud. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. If you're ready to find The Edge, go to kingscodebook.com to get the latest copy of my book, The King's Code. This book will help you find the clarity, the certainty, and the purpose that you need or for you to lead with power. Go to kingscodebook.com and find your code to the edge now.